Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 33 of Cornering the Market by Collector's Corner. My name is P. I go by Aston Cloud Online, joined by my great friend and co-host, Jared, who goes by Jared underscore pause online. How are you doing, man? Living the dream as always, uh, you know, situated in our new home and uh, starting to get into our new routine. Just got the sauna up and running and all the little details, man. So I'm stoked. Glad to be alive. Uh, I'm not nearly as uh, on a high as you are. Huge congrats to to P and, and life decisions moving forward. So um, Life decisions. Are you talking about Collector's Corner Premium? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am actually, so I am not on my mic. I'm in Florida, just got engaged yesterday. So still here for our weekly episode, but that was, it was a lot of fun. I'm excited. So life decision. Anybody sure. listening, drop a congrats down in the comments. A huge step. Awesome. Uh, P did such an amazing job. Very, very lucky, both of you. I'm happy for you. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for this community actually. I, mean, I, I got invited down here to uh, a friend through the NFT community, and uh, you helped me out as well, Jared. So you know, helping me uh, find a ring and everything. So I really appreciate everybody. Part of why I love this space. It's not just about art, and certainly it's not just about money. Um, so, anyways, enough talking about me. Uh, today is Thursday, May 11th. By the time this is out, it'll be Friday the 12th. As always, this is a video episode. And uh, we also will have a tweet thread. We've been noticing our friends from Stellar Dow and helping us create videos for a tweet thread to make it a little bit more engaging through captions, of course. And shown on the screen here is our newsletter where we put more stories than we can fit simply on the podcast episode itself. Here is our Twitter handle at collectors underscore XYZ. Give us a follow. Here's my Twitter handle at Aston Cloud. Folks have been asking. And here's Jared's at Jared underscore pause. He's also the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund, who is a fantastic way resource for helping you passively build your wealth while getting exposure to digital assets. And for folks who want to be slightly less passive, I have released Collectors Corner Premium. We have uh, actually more, more than a dozen people signed up so far. So really excited for that. We'll be launching that on May 15th. Please send me at AskMcLeod a DM or email me at collectorscornerft at gmail.com. All the details are here. This is a nine-minute video that is up on the YouTube site describing what the offering is for anyone who is interested. All right. All of that out of the way. Let's do a vibe check, Jared. What are you hearing in the markets? Man, uh, the the vibe is consistent with what we've talked about. I mean... Oh, wow. A Fidenza literally just sold. Um, I was going to say outside of squiggles, which we'll, we'll hit on really nothing was peaking 40 ETH in volume. So it just, it's, it feels slow. It feels, um, uh, it feels a little bit quiet out there and actually not to be depressing. It's actually awesome. And I'll hit on it. My, some of my sentiment in the squiggles update, but it, it a lot of stuff is coming to market that hadn't been available previously. If you're a long-term, I feel like a broken record here, but if you're a long-term believer in the space, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity. 
it's weed season for sure in generative art. And I think you're starting to see people get really, really good pieces that should age well. So slow, slow as slow could be, um, the highlights are going to be kind of sad this week, but overall I'm bullish on the space. And the other thing I'm trying to remind myself is, you know, bright moments, Tokyo was going on. There's a lot of, uh, you know, players that were maybe distracted this week. Um, so maybe, maybe that's the, I'm gonna blame that for the time being. Yeah. I, I would only add uh, gas is really high. People are trading meme coins like crazy. That's died down. There's some euphoria around that because people are finally making money, but we're just really trading money amongst ourselves. And until Bitcoin sustains over 30,000, potentially higher, I don't think we're going to see a ton of movement in anything, art or otherwise. So I agree. Things have been quiet, but there are some good deals, which is a great segue into blue chip gen art as shown on screen. We're not going to go through the numbers, um, but we're going to talk about some notable sales. And I'll just kick it off real quick, Jared. Uh, seven Meridians sold, and the other one I wanted to highlight is Life in West America, the fantastic post-photography AI collection, also had seven sales, and the uh, floor price is, is holding there. Um, you mentioned the Fidenza. Any other notable sales you want to bring up? No, I mean, that's basically it. The, the other observation I had was, you know, the QQL floor has dropped to 4.5. Oh, geez, now on screen at 3.9. Somebody must have literally just listed one. So... I mean, if you're looking to get an entry into the space, it feels appropriately priced, but there's still sales ticking off. I mean, 11 sales this week. So uh, just an interesting data point for Mint Pass versus Art, but you know, it feels like there's still some sufficient volume there. Definitely. I mean, Tyler Hobbs' name and brand still, still holds, and so... Uh, definitely some movement, but nothing crazy as indicated by the vibe check. And looking at FX hash, I might, I might just take this one, Jared. I mean, it's the same story. We have some blue chip selling, and I think what's really instructive here is it's it's showing you what are blue chips uh, outside of Riflejos, the one collection that you brought up a couple weeks ago, and you've been mentioning, which is still sustaining at a 700 pesos floor. It doesn't really seem like we got a lot of new stuff that is getting attention. So these collections here that are moving, I feel, you know, pretty confident, obviously not 100%, not financial advice, but pretty confident that these are going to become the winner when the market does return uh, on the table side. Yeah, the only thing I'd add is, uh, you know, Galaxy unwound a big position, it seemed like, uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, they're KGM. You see KGM is number two for the week, but it's largely driven by a lot of bids accepted um from galaxy so you know i i think it's a, a good rotation what i loved seeing is that those bids were into not only collectors but new wallets so my hope is that the with the dispersion of a lot of these collections these og collections they're not being locked up anymore and they're starting to get out there and in that enthusiasm you know i've been dming with a couple of people about kgms uh and a few others so I'm excited for it. I know it kind of feels weird when, you know, a lot of them go to bids, especially from one seller, but uh, it's been fun to just watch the FX hash sales feed on Twitter. And there's been some consistent sales. It's nothing crazy, nothing monumental, but, you know, I, I, I truly believe for the long term of the space, it's a good thing. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that, it's like people sell for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't mean that the collection is dead. 
Uh, so just just keep that in mind. And Galaxy RGB has been selling a lot for a while. Nobody really knows why, but it seems isolated to that individual. And so those, you know, those are times to get deals. And some people are selling so they can go gamble on ape, excuse me, meme points, ape into meme points, I should say. So, anyways, I'll digress. Let's let's talk about Squiggles. What's going on there, man? Yeah, Squiggles. Uh, the good news is that it rebounded a little bit from last week. Uh, I feel like this is sustainable. Uh, honestly, there's 222 ETH in seven day volume. Floor price ticked up from nine last week to 9.24. It's super encouraging because, in my opinion, because the floor is starting to thin out, there's less ETH bids going on. And, you know, conversely, the sales quantity jumped from 16 last week uh, to 23. Couple highlights this week: a, a bold again. If you're in the market for a bold, another one got weathed for fourteen point two, which I thought was uh, really awesome for somebody to be able to to add that to the collection. It was a beautiful bold. And then again, you know, NFT stats highlighted on this, and it's just something I'll, I'll reiterate: is if you're looking at the floor to slightly floor plus, you're able to get some really really amazing deals. I mean, a double digit number 46 sold for 11.1 this week and then fellow grailer zero x techno um and uh, creator of the drop toys picked up a beautiful low color spread and there's been a couple of low color spreads this week right yeah right there on screen 8207 just just a stunning i think it was color spread six beautiful piece and there's been a couple you know there's a there's one at 11.5 and another at 12 for lower color spread so if you're out there and you're active and really trying to hustle, man, there's opportunity. So that's what excites me uh, about this market. But you're starting to see a lot less new listings. And uh, I, I fully anticipate the price action to maintain the floor at the least and hopefully start to squeak up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I also wanted to highlight this rib. Um, people may not know, but ribs are... It's only 800 or so of these. They're pretty rare. And uh, this one I thought was actually a really beautiful one. Not all of them are as aesthetically pleasing. And that's sold at the floor. And the other thing, sorry, real quick, 1% listed. I mean, this is low. All right, I'll pull up the analytics while you're talking. But, like, that is not a lot of listings. And you can see here, listing volume has dropped. And obviously, like, the prices move quickly. More people will list and try to take some profit. But still, I mean... This is a uh, floors are thinning out across blue chip all over, and it's hard to notice that versus just the floor price coming down. So the cool thing about that ribbed, by the way, I'm glad you pointed it out, is it's actually you know one of the squiggle dows five percent traits. So you can't necessarily tell with the ribbed, but it's within five percent of of perfect. So it's actually a really really statistically rare squiggle, and it's um it's. It's a really, really amazing buy at that price point. And not that ranks oh. matter, but you see it on screen. It's really cool. Uh, the other and, thing I'd say is you talked about a thinning out floor. I mean, once squiggles break 10, and that's really only seven sales, you know, there's a there's a lot of, you know, open space after that. So I, I'm super excited to to see what happens of it. Hopefully squiggles will will lead the gen art pack here. I think they will. I mean, generally speaking, the, the safest assets on class lead run out and then it slows down to more risky ones but uh yeah that ribbed man i i really uh oh i can't wait for collector's corner premium to start because i would have sent a message out to everybody being like hey you gotta check out this rib 
which is at the floor. Uh, but let's go to friendship bracelets. Um, really quickly, let's show it on NFT price floor first. Uh, friendship bracelets have, again, mirrored the very liquidity. 68 sales only versus 162 last week. 11 Ether in volume versus 29. The floor held 0.123. And uh, shown here on Blur, listings are down to just below 2,400. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say friendship bracelets are a blue chip at this point, uh, but the floor is very thin. It's only about, well, I can't do the math, but 2,400 divided by 38,500. Just truly not too many of them. And so we will continue to monitor that. Let's go on to release recaps. You and I were talking off camera about this, Jared. Uh, well, let's start with Chrono Photograph. Uh, maybe I'll just say my piece. This, again, we, we did a Twitter space with Death Thief. It's published on my podcast, YouTube. Check it out. Death Thief is really thoughtful, really smart, and uh, just a great human being. Um, this project, Chrono Photograph, it has done really well, like quite a bit of volume, 74 ETH. Floor prices held up a lot. Only 233 items. More will be released. Uh, again, we don't want to go into the whole details of this. Uh, go back and listen to, to hear the mechanic of it. Um, but short answer is you're not going to have more than 400 uh, within two years, and it's exponentially decaying. So there are very few of these, even though there are more that will come in time. And they're just so damn cool. Like, the more I look at them, the more I like them. And, you know, I guess just instructively, you have a great artist with a great following and a great project. It will do well, even in the depths of the bear market. That's my piece on it. What are your thoughts, Jared? I, I mean, as we said last week, I think this is a successful drop. I think it was very well embraced. It, pres it presents a really, really attractive entry point for anybody who does not currently hold uh, a deaf beef. You know, I've been talking to a lot of collectors about this too. And, and I think you'll start to see them just get uh, vaulted really quick. I, I'm, as with you, I'm very enamored with it. And I think that what I'm starting to take a step back and observe is the people with the Numenons, like what they're doing, really love. Shout out to Von Mises. He's hot out the gate, man. Uh, Dimitri minted his first Corona photo. Uh, he just posted about Snowfro doing his second. So, you know, definitely taking a, a very creative approach to the use of the Numenon. And I, I look forward to seeing what others do with this. But I mean... Such a such a cool release, such an amazing output. Uh, I'm I'm I, I couldn't be more enamored with the end result and the thought that went into this. It, right, and, and, and people, people should keep in mind that this collection is at the LA County Museum of Art. Like it's it's in there. This is in a really highly regarded art museum, and that adds, I think, a, a certain amount to it. And you know, for any new amount of holders out there listening. If you want to uh, have a chrono photograph taken by the top generative art podcast out there, let us know. We're here. We're here, ready to take pictures. I think the only um, thing that I'm a little bit sad about this collection is I think I hunted down the owner of the one that I took a photograph for, and they're not currently active uh, in Twitter or Discord. So mine may be locked up. My, the dream of me securing mine may be gone. Yeah, it's tough to say. And and just going a tiny bit off of, off script here, I want other pe I want folks to see how much Death Beats work sell for. Right? You you see a twenty five ether floor here, but it's really not. One person's capitulating down then it's down to seventy for his uh, synth poems and he has another collection called Degenerative. Uh those are also really locked up. Um 
Well, you can't find it. If you want to see all his work, you just go to deathbeef.com and, and you can see it all here. But uh, his his work is incredibly expensive. So to have something you know below two ether right now or two and a half ether floor is, is quite something. Um, let's talk bright moments though. Bright moments minted over the past week. They're well, really 30 works of art. Hard to keep up with all of it. Um, I focused on the gen art and the AI art. And obviously, we, we focus more on the, the code-based gen art. Uh, what were your favorites, Jared? I have some queued up, but where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I have three that caught my attention. Um, the Lars project, um, Full Spectrum, was really awesome. I enjoyed seeing the outputs there. Melissa W., uh, her project, Undercurrents, was really cool. A great variety, very traditional um, I'll call it uh, Melissa W. Coloring, and it was it was very cool to see. There's some some progression in I'll call it maturation of her work, in my opinion. And then the the highlight for me was really uh, Zancan. I just thought that the the outputs there um, were. I mean, even if you see it on screen right now, right? Like number eighteen has the 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 red circle it's very in my opinion reminiscent of like a japanese flag it was just such a cool um i don't know it just all of the outputs the variety but yet even like the the development of his uh plant work in this particularly uh and the backgrounds and the line usage it was just it's so subtle but yet Man, it is just absolutely. I look forward to picking some of these up in the future. I, definitely, the highlight for me was Anken. Yep, I agree. Um, I like Melissa W's and Lars's. Uh, you know, I thought that some of them could have used a little more variety, which is a challenge with these hundred piece collections and bright moments, or in general, hundred piece collections. I think sometimes artists do a little less variety, thinking it's a smaller collection set, but undershoot it. Zankan did not do that. Zankan's work is brilliant. He has also proven that he can have a style. You mentioned some of the, the shapes, like over here. I don't know what this trait is, but I think it's like a shattered trait, he calls it. Um, that's new for him. And the colors and the color combinations are beautiful. And he did a, this amazing job of, of nodding the hat to Japan, right? You see the, the rising sun, and it's familiar with the Japanese flag. You have this central figure, circle the rising sun um he he really nailed it for uh one of his few ethereum based collections so i would i'm for anyone listening if you remember you know we're giving it away i would totally hunt these uh but i would wait i mean right now the four six and as as often as the case we'll yeah it did so we're, we're actually going to talk about this later in the episode uh but completely agree Zankin, i think ended up being the star of the show there and I just the think star was... that it was sorry to the one last thought on the um the the bright moments is it was really cool to see again the bright moments creating a place where both collectors and artists are able to come together it was just so cool to see pictures of uh people going out to dinner or uh, you know just kind of coming together uh, it, it was a really beautiful moment to see from afar just everybody uh enjoying I'll call it the company of one another. And then even something else for bright moments that I'm really intrigued by is Matt Delorier had a, a really great, um, you know, color theory and uh, presentation that 
seem to have a really amazing resonance with a lot of the 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 artists and collectors uh, together. So kudos to to Seth and all of the Bright Moments crew for creating uh, such an amazing space for gen art, you know, so uh, be remiss um, if I didn't and, at least and, mention And I wanted it. to really quickly talk about this AI collection that was part of it called Civics by Kevin Avosh. There'll be more on this in the newsletter. Um, but this was my favorite of the AI questions. I think I think he really nailed it, and it's a really cool commentary on a lot of the we call it political strife happening in the world right now. AI generated photos, post photo AI people. I've been saying it for a while. It's going to be amazing. So keep an eye on it. Um, all right, Jared, we got a lot to go through, so let's boogie through our remaining stories. Uh, so. Gen art news, BRC20s emerge. This is not related to art yet, but people should know about this. This is sort of like an ERC1155 or editions, if you will, type of involvement on top of Bitcoin ordinals. I think there's going to be art there soon. And our friends at generative.xyz are releasing a uh, smart contract meme coin on Bitcoin, which is pretty cool. It's going to be released March 25th, 2023. Um, but the idea is they are now deploying smart contracts on Bitcoin, which means we are probably not too far away from having perhaps generative art. Uh, I mean, we have some generative art on Ordinal, but, but more art. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. But th this has been a big development. So I think it's worth people knowing about that. All right, Jared, going to talk OpenSea and Pepe. Yeah, that you know, not necessarily Gen Art news similarly, but you know, OpenSea is accepting uh, Pepe. I don't see this like being a, a massive flood into the ecosystem quite yet, but just a, a to me, you know, to me, this is signs of OpenSea trying to compete with Blur. But I also think it's positive in the sense that it's showing, whereas maybe it was a little bit more of like the Titanic and not willing to move. Now they're being more nimble, so. I think it pro provides an on-ramp uh, for some of those profits to come into, uh, I'll call it the art and uh, PFP space. So I hope it happens. I'm not necessarily optimistic that it will, but just a really interesting data point that I'm going to be tracking in the back of my head as this kind of unfolds. Yep, absolutely. Let's do some great art at great prices. Yeah, memory we module. mentioned this one before, Memory Module by Elsif. Uh, this one just caught my attention because as I was scrolling through the, the top sales over the seven days, there was a really, well, for this collection, big sale. There's a 369 Tez sale. And when this has a floor of 40, you know, one buyer came in and bought two of them. So it's a beautiful piece. Uh, you don't see it on screen here, but there is each of the the pieces are almost like plates that stack on one another. There's an animation to it. Again, for 40 Tez, I just think it's a, a really amazing project with, a, I mean, a really cool entry point. I don't think it's going to blow up per se in a good way, but at the same time, for 40 bucks, less than 40 bucks, it's just such a cool piece these days. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm full disclosure, I hold a number of these. Uh, in my personal wallet, I've always been enamored with it, but it was cool to see it tick back into the into the top sales of the week. Yeah, these are fantastic. Next one I wanted to highlight is uh, Fushi No Reality by Samsi. It's currently minting 0.09 ETH. Really beautiful art. I will tell you, in the Discord, collectors really like this. Uh, we didn't talk about it in release recaps, but a lot of art blocks presents are still not minting out. 
which provides a great entry point for some art that is quite pretty. So check this one out. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure what's trading at its secondary. It's probably less than 0.09. You might be able to find one you like better there, but definitely worth highlighting. Yeah, great, great choice there. I love those outputs. Last one for me is from Rootsen is unfinished. Uh, the reason I bring this up, uh, the floor on this is 330 Tez. So if you're looking for some, and it's a pretty thick floor, honestly, at this point. So all the way up to 500, which is kind of our cutoff point for the uh, great art at great prices. So a lot of outputs at a lot of good variety. If you're looking for some roots and uh, exposure, I think there's a really good uh, opportunity here. It's something that I think are really, really cool when you get them into the large screen. A lot of detail, typical um for this artist and i just think that uh if you're looking for that exposure instead of paying multiple eth for other projects you know take a look right here really really cool art yeah these are beautiful i love these i'm glad you pointed this one out uh upcoming releases you want to talk about the the next uh, art book curated for jared yeah the the next one coming up is memories of digital data i'm gonna butcher the name you know me and phonetics are not uh, my forte, but Kazuhiro Tanimoto. Uh, and what's really interesting is that this releases tomorrow. So as you're hopefully listening to this, because you guys all have alerts when we post, it's a 512 release. It's a Dutch auction starting at 4 ETH and a resting price of 0.14. I, I really think that for a curated project uh, in 450 edition, this is... Could be interesting to watch. I like the art a ton. I think that it's, I mean, you're a big fan of the the motion art and ones that uh, have some sort of dynamic nature to it. I I haven't played around with the, the outputs quite yet, but definitely tonight I'm going to look at it. I think that especially if it gets down to the resting point or price, there's a really, really uh, interesting play here. So I don't know if it gets there, especially with gas fees, but something that i'm i'm keeping an eye on because i think that this is really really beautiful art yeah absolutely looking forward to seeing how the market reacts to this one as well as the next period um interesting story the way that they constructed it as well worth taking a look at the next release that i wanted to talk about here was a uh, cory haber is releasing a project called atmospheres on earth releasing monday the 15th at noon uh you can't actually see the art here Whoops, we'll pull it up here in a second. Uh, but also wanted to highlight they are going to do a traditional auction, Jared. Um, it's funny because it's been highlighted as distinct and funny to me because it's, you know, uh, essentially it's a ranked auction. So the top bids will win rather than a Dutch auction where it goes downwards. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Corey Habers. This is an evolution of his Soul 365 project. So wanted to highlight this one. And make sure folks know about it. And shout out to Verse, man. They're just doing such a great job. I feel like we keep bringing them up over and over again. Such a great platform, reasonable entry points. I love what the team is doing over there at Verse. So kudos to Corey and kudos to Verse for continually delivering. 100%. Next one to highlight here is uh, it's, it's not yet named, but it's by Marcel Schwitwick. Uh, and it is going to drop on foundation. 0.2 ETH, May 24th, and it will come with a physical. And so folks may not know too much about Marcel, 
Yeah, but he's a master at the physical. He's created all sorts of machines to create these super cool plotter artworks. Uh, he's well known for upward spirals. And uh, let me show you the art here. I'm going to have to stop my screen share for a second uh, and then restart it. And I'll show you the art. It's not yet released, but our friend of Rayleigh Simon says he's part of Marcel's team. And it's some really cool stuff. And again, the, the, the physicals here are unbelievable. So I wanted to shout that one out. And uh, now let me go ahead and share back to where we were before. Okay, there we go. So that's it for our great, or sorry, upcoming releases. I wanted to highlight some artists. Uh, first one I wanted to highlight is Six and Five, who's a 3D and a digital artist. He creates 3D digital art with music, usually with motion. Super successful, super rare sales in the 20s and 40s. Actually did a Twitter Spaces with LG Art Labs on Monday discussing his upcoming release with them for the Freeze New York City uh, exhibition. That's called Above the Sky. We're doing a giveaway for those, but I wanted to highlight six and five. I mean, this, this on screen here called The Flow, he did a Sudbury Hong Kong, a sale of, I believe, $200,000. It's really, really cool work. It's actually like vegetable matter flowing essentially here, which is pretty cool. So, um, and, uh, you know, we're actually giving away an addition as part of the, well, LG's giving away an addition in 65. This is the work here. So I wanted to show that. You got to like and retweet that tweet. And, uh, the addition is 0.3 ether normally. It's actually a really good deal for, for a fantastic artist. So anyways, I wanted to expose our gen art folks to that and also highlight LG Art Labs. Um, they did sponsor that spaces. Uh, but they are really making a push into the digital art world. And LG is a huge company. Uh, they've probably seen their TVs everywhere and, and they're making them compatible with digital art. So really excited for that to see how that evolves. The next artist to highlight is Corey Haber. Just mentioned him. Um, here on the right is their Soul 365. Uh, really, really smart artist, beautiful work and uh, excited to see him continue to release. I, I think he's a little under the radar because he hasn't had an art blocks release yet. Uh, and so I, I think it's honestly a matter of time if he wants to. He's played with a talent, releasing atmospheres and work. So, uh, we'll see, but truly, I think, uh, a talent and, uh, and excited to see how his art career continues to evolve. So I wanted to highlight him. And then, uh, Jared, you and I were gushing over art to watch, uh, but we can gush over a little bit more the Zancan release. Anything else you want to add about Zancan's bright moments? Uh, Let's see if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Kimono Shingu. Yeah, it's good by me as far as the pronunciation goes, but that's not my forte. I think that, uh, you know, we did gush over it earlier. It, it doesn't, um, it, nothing's changed. To me, this is uh, just an affirmation of uh, what Zankin's capable of doing and just the the ability to deliver over and over and over again. It, it just, personally, it's something that, again, I, I intend to pick up with, uh, I mean, even look at some of the ones on screen, like number 16 that you just went by. It looks like dragon scales in the background. I don't know, man. It just, it feels very dynamic. Uh, and I am I have more conviction on Zancan. This is a project I will be tracking low-key very closely because I think that there's some some just absolutely brilliant outputs and the use of color. The combinations are new to Zancan. I mean... 
in my opinion, outside of KGMs. Uh, it, it's, to me, it's, it's a wonderful project. I get fascinated and, and more engulfed with the outputs every single time I scroll through OpenSea on them. So um, anybody who's looking for it, you know, just track it. Get your low notification bots up for it, but it's uh, it's it's beautiful, man. I, I just can't stop. Definitely the highlight of Tokyo uh, for me personally. But full disclosure, huge holder of Zankin, huge um, believer in his work. So overall, j- just congrats to to Zankin for for bringing together another brilliant al- uh, algorithm. It's it's so good, just so good in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a huge holder of Zankan, and I feel the same as you. So my less biased opinion converges with yours. Last one to highlight, Strands of Solitude by William McConnell. This is round trips all the way back down to mid-price. I think people have forgotten about it a little bit. Floor is pretty thick. Beautiful outputs here. I think for, look, uh, well, eight is a bit of, uh, a little high for a dark background, but people looking for Mapon exposure, you know, there's very few for sale as well. A 4.75% listed out of 400. I'll see if I can do the math. I think 19 listed there. So, yeah, just one that I think folks should keep an eye on. Yeah, I know, I know we gushed over Mapon last week, but, you know, I mean, uh, I'm part of like Real Vision, and even in their Discord, uh, there's an NFT section. And what's traditionally about trading and charting, and people were talking about Mapon, they were talking about Strands of Solitude, and I found it. We didn't talk about this off camera because it just came to me, but it's a really interesting data point when when kind of these like uh, disparate crowds start talking about the same thing and the fact that Strands of Solitude was coming up as a good entry point to Mapon and then Dragons came up. So it was pretty intriguing to me. Um, and I agree with you. This is something that I've been tracking uh, to see this retrace back to the mint price of 2 ETH and have a pretty um, low listing amount is... I don't think it runs up by any stretch, but at the end of the day, you know, if you want exposure to Mapon, there's definitely an attractive price point here. Yeah, and the only thing I'll add is I think it, I personally think it will run up at some point, right? I, I would track the anti-cycling run and then see, I assume this will follow. But uh, again, that's more premium content, talking about specific trading strategies, not financial advice. And that's our show, Jared. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention at the top, we'll be off next week. I'll be out of the country, so won't be able to record, but we'll be back the week after that. Well, and somebody please drop a congrats in the comments for our boy P. Such a huge life yeah. accomplishment, man. I'm I'm very proud of proud of you and, and happy for you guys. So uh give show them some love, everybody. Damn it, show them some love. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you all. I appreciate everybody's support. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. 
the Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.